Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me this morning. This morning's topic is Change the Room and the World. Talk positive about others. We're going to get into that topic in a few minutes, but before we do that and before we even talk about what would prompt me to suggest a topic like that, let's spend a few moments joining our breath with God. I suggest this because in groups of two or more, when we bring together our creative breath, we can begin to affect a change. And if we can expand that group, and my friends, I'm going to tell you, I'm surprised because I used to be happy with one listener, then I was happy with ten. Now I'm getting a thousand listeners. Maybe that number will increase, but even if it doesn't, if I think exponentially about a thousand people praying with me, meditating with me, contemplating with me. I don't care what name you put with what we're doing. That's huge. Because when we come together, we focus totally on love. Now, as you know, I like to call God love, but I also believe it's a reflection of our behavior. If we are going to be Christ-like, it would be being love-like. If we are going to be Muhammad-like, it would be being love-like. If we are going to be God-like, it would be being love-like. Huge, huge number of people. I recognize that compared to the total of mankind on this planet, It's a very small number. And I know that there are people who do YouTube and have millions of listens. I'm not comparing that. Because as I said at the beginning, if I had one listener, I was happy. And I'm so appreciative to the listener who wrote me and asked, why did I stop doing blog talk radio? And I am so honored to be back. Now with that said... I've been encouraging those of you who are regular listeners to find a spot in your house that you can dedicate, that you can go to every time you meditate so that that spot begins to swell up and vibrate the energy that you manifest in that spot, in that place. It begins to basically breathe and evidence the presence of God. We so often walk away and forget that God is right beside us. But somehow when you walk back into the spot where you spend time with God on a regular or not so regular basis, you can feel the energy of God around you and know that God is there, that love is there. And all you need to do is reach out your hand and take the hand of God and say, Hi, love. Hi, God. Hi, God. Now, I read a lot of very sophisticated thinkers, and I am so impressed with all of them, the recognition they have about our unity with God. It it is just truly beautiful. But I know that on a much simpler scale, consciousness, which is what it's called, is simply reaching out your hand and saying, hi, God. That God is there without you going through any rituals, without you setting up a place that you like to go to all the time for meditation That God is there in every room waiting for you. Now, in my room, I like to play incense and I have have 
like to play incense. That's funny. I have a fountain going, and I like to play with it. I do, and so I do a lot of incense, and I have time. And I also have a main road not too far from my house. It sounds like a freeway. But, you know, all of those things fall to the side. All of them go away. When I feel that divine moment of connection. And I would love to say that I feel connected 24 hours a day, but I don't. But the glory of everything is when I start to feel disconnected, when I recognize that I am disconnected, God is there. God is waiting for me, no matter where I am. And my friends, that is true for you too. And part of what we're going to talk about today is the idea that God is waiting for every human being to just reach out their hand and say, Hi, God. That each and every human being has the ability to manifest, to create. And that as we join our thoughts in creation, as we become co-creators with God, and I thank Barbara and Mark Hubbard for that concept, as we become co-creators with God, we can begin a cataclysmic change in our society, in our global approach to life. An approach to life that has huge, huge physical effects on our planet, on our people. That we can begin to believe that we are enough. And not only are we enough, it's okay for other people to be enough too. And as we make that shift in our thinking, I want to say that again. As we make that shift in our thinking, we will create a different world. A world that the naysayers say is not possible. And the reason it is not possible is because it's different than what we have now. And change is hard to believe in. It is better to cling to discomfort than to embrace a new loving, peaceful concept at times. So let us first begin meditating together to be filled by soul by a Nile. It's going to be just three minutes. Each one of you has your own way of meditating. Me, what I do is, I don't know, I um, I found that the distance between my nose and my lungs was pretty short, and that when I was first learning to meditate, and I didn't know I could do sipping breaths and all of those wonderful things, all I did was think about my breath and my other thoughts. So I think about breathing, breathing, breathing. I know that's prana and that's probably okay. But then I would also think on the flip side of that about all my other thoughts. And so between breathing and my other thoughts, I was strangling and trying to just calm my mind. How can your mind calm if it feels that it has no air? How could I relax in the presence of God and be prepared to unite my breath with God's breath if I didn't even think I had any breath to deliver? So with that said, what I'm going to invite you to do is act as though you breathe through the soles of your feet. It's kind of an interesting concept. If you can see those big noses down there, that makes me smile. But anyway, you're going to pull the breath up, and you're going to pull it up the front of your calf, up the front of your thigh. You're going to cross over 
between your thighs, across your hips. And you're going to come to the base chakra. Now, the base chakra, I don't care if you believe in chakras. For me, they are the divining rod. Don't you love that word, divining? My grandpa, who was a healer, also could find water. Seventh son of the seventh son. Miraculous. I've grown up knowing about the divinity within all of us. And so that's made me different my whole life. A little too sensitive. Maybe a lot too sensitive. Or maybe not sensitive enough. In any event, I know that my divining rod works. And I know that yours works too. And at the base chakra, that's where the fear is. And that's a very human component. And by the way, the fear is what motivates so much of our us and them thinking. It's so much of what inhibits our creative co-creation because it sends out a need to keep some people in their place so that we can rightfully occupy ours. And for some reason, we as men, as humans, tend to believe that there cannot be peace unless there's someone with a gun in front of you holding it on you. So we are like creating peace with fear. And so we begin the process here today and every time by just letting go that fear back into the earth from which it came. Just pound that in as you take your breath and you're now going to pull a fearless breath up and you're going to come to the sacral chakra, the zone of creativity. Mm, Interesting, since we're talking about co-creation. The sky is the limit, my friends. All new ideas are welcome. All new ideas are welcome. How do we get there? How do we take care of others? How do we take care of ourselves? How do we do this in a loving, egalitarian way? How can everyone be enough? Those are the challenges we're facing, and those are the challenges your creativity is lining up to respond to. Use that creativity. Trust what you have to say. Share your ideas with others. And share your thoughts of love with your children. As we move forward with our breath, we have now a fearless, creative breath. We're going to move into the solar plexus, kind of that area between your heart and your belly button. It's the zone of healing. Yes, my grandfather was a healer, and there are many wonderful healers out there, and there's many wonderful medical doctors out there. There's wonderful, wonderful science and faith for healing. But there is also self-healing. And so much of the healing that we all need is right there in that zone, pulling it out for ourselves instead of sharing it all with others. We have so much altruism, which is apologized. Excuse me. I'm not sure that's the right word, but that is the word that I felt, which is definitely glorified. And for that, we should apologize. Because people give so much of themselves, they forget to take care of themselves. They spend so much time proving how loving they are that they forget to love themselves, to heal themselves. Heal thyself. If you look at the New Testament and when Jesus was asked, what are the most important commandments? He said, love others with your heart, excuse me, love God with your heart, your mind, and your soul, and love others as you love yourself. Two commandments. Love God with your heart, your mind, your soul, and love others as you love yourself. And the book on the screen was, we see similar encouragement from Muhammad. 
We see similar encouragement from all religious, all divine beings that have walked this planet encouraged us to take care of ourselves. So now you're going to carry a fearless, creative, healing, and that's a yellow energy, and feel your breath vibrating yellow energy and having that course through your body as you cross your solar plexus with it. And oh my gosh, don't think about, oh my gosh, I have no breath. Just sit in. It's amazing how much breath the lungs will take in. If you don't pull one solid breath in and you hold it, but instead allow it to grow, you are then going to come to your heart chakra. Oh, my friends, when I come to that zone, I inevitably feel my shoulders go back. As I thrust my heart out, ah, loving others, such a dangerous thing. It exposes one to rejection. It exposes one to judgment. It exposes one to so many countless, countless pains. And yet, if you do not try to love others, if we do not co-create a loving world, if we do not begin to shift our focus to love and away from fear, then we are dooming ourselves to this life in which we are caught and trapped, which is destroying the world and each other. We can love one another. Love others as you would love yourself. And that means not, I would never find myself in that situation, therefore I can judge it. But instead, if I were in that situation, how would I want to be loved? What would I want to happen So we're going to now pull fearless, creative, healing, loving breath up, and you're going to come to your throat chakra. Oh, the zone of words. Painful, painful words that are said about others. Generally, those words are said so that we can elevate ourselves in self-esteem. Now, why would we need to elevate ourselves if we believe everyone is enough? Because we've been taught from birth that we need to be more than enough. We need to be the best, perfect, above all others. And I'd like you, as you go through that zone today, that zone, your voice box, your throat chakra, I'd like you to let go of the need to be more than others. And that means that you're going to enter a time when there will be many who need to be more than you. And you need to allow that without losing any of yourself. You need to be enough because you are enough just as you are. And so now we have fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, I am enough breath. And you're going to bring it up to the third eye, the space between your eyes on your forehead, the zone of manifestation, the zone of seeing the world differently. And if enough of us see the world differently, the world will change. And my friends, for a long time, it was me and one other person and then me and 15 other people. And now it's me and a thousand people joining together. Can you imagine the magnetic energy bomb that we are creating of love? If we truly can unite together during this time and stay 
focused on what we manifest, about treating others kindly, considerately, lovingly, letting go of the need to be more and instead embracing being enough so that we are very slow to anger and very quick to love. What a world we will create. And then as you bring your breath up, you come to your crown chakra, and so now you have fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath. Now you're going to lift your head up, your head up, and allow your breath to become one with the breath of God. Allow it to go through a pipe or tubing until you can feel your breath energized. And then when you breathe it out, breathe out, I am enough. Now, folks, for me, even going through that process today in this tutorial mode that I seem to use at the beginning of the programs, going through that process, I can feel the energy in my body increasing. I can feel the presence of God physically within me. I can feel my skin tingling, my blood coursing through my body. I can feel my head alive, knowing that I am part of God and you are each a part of God. And that when we breathe together with fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, and manifesting breaths, we are changing things. And if enough of us can do that, we are going to see huge, huge changes. And my friends, a thousand is enough. A thousand people regularly joining their breath together and seeing a world that is love, believing that they can make a difference, will evoke change. And it will evoke other people realizing that they, standing alone, without anyone else, matter and can cause change. So now, we spent a long time on this this morning, but I sensed that this was the way it was supposed to be. So now I hope that you are energized as we now listen to Be Still Thy Soul. It's three minutes and 40 seconds. I would like you each, as you finish your first breath, pulling that breath in, to have in your mind after you go through the idea that this is a fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting, ah, divinely inspired breath. Go through those steps for yourself. Ship in the breath. I would like you to be able to get three breaths in doing that. And as you breathe out on your first breath, I would like you to breathe out, I am enough. And then if you would kindly reach out your dominant hand and take the hand of God who's waiting there beside you in this space. Feel the energy of God coursing through your body as you go through your second breath. And then reach out to your hand, your non-dominant hand, and take the hand of a listener's God so that together we are creating a God-driven, loving circle that believes in the wonder of man, that believes in the power of love. And I'm going to stay silent as you go through this exercise. As you breathe out, breathe out, I am enough.
Make me one source of light, and all that I need is within me. Let me tell you, you are a source of light. We don't have to make you a source of light. We simply have to help you remember and recognize that you are a source of light. And it is the very fact that you are here listening on the radio. How many people listened to the radio in 2012? Listening on the radio to a woman from a remote county in California who's only written one book that's been published, Uniquely Created, Divinely Inspired You. And I wrote that in 1997. So that's a long time ago, folks. And yet here you are listening to me. Because we are perfectly at the right spot. In the second decade of the 21st century. To begin waking up. To begin acting out the course that is laid within our bodies, within our very DNA, to be creatures of love, to be purveyors of love for ourselves, for our fellow creatures, for the animals, the plants, the earth, and for God. We've got some responsibilities there. We are enough. What we need is within us. And we are all light. We are all God's light. I'd like you to imagine this circle that we created here as it begins to fill up with the light above each of our heads. Our inner light we feel uncomfortable with that concept as Americans, and this may be a greater than one week topic. We feel uncomfortable because we have been taught that you need to keep your, you know, I guess the song we were taught in, in um, Bible school, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, was pretty much tapped out by the time we were too old to go to Bible school anymore. You weren't supposed to be prideful. Oh, God, you weren't supposed to pray to God for something for you. If you did, you had to engage in some sort of barter system. And what was interesting was we had on the flip side, we had this evil, this devil, who's also bartering with you to take away and get your light. Well, I suggest that there is evil out there, and it's out there to remind us that we have light within us. It is out there to give us choices. And I thought that maybe I needed to be uh, Jewish because I was having such a hard time understanding 
the messages uh, that were so judgmental that I was hearing from the pulpit. I studied with a rabbi for a while, not a long time. And I quickly came to know that there are also judgments about egalitarian thinking within the, the Jewish church. And it was unusual that an Orthodox rabbi would study with me, but he told me he was so old. He was so old. And as he taught me things and as I learned, I came to realize that it's all the same because it's within each of us. It's not in a doctrine. It's not in a religion. It's not in a philosophy. It's it's not even in anything other than each of us and our own choices about how and who we choose to be. And yet, we chastise people for praying for things for themselves. And what did the rabbi say to me about Satan? He said, Satan is God's most important angel because he guides people on their journey. And how true that is. How true that is. That when you come up against something that is negative, that is not you, that does not serve you, and then, and when you make that right choice in, for you and you move down the road on the high road, there is this wonderful feeling of accomplishment within you. My friends, I dare to suggest to you that that feeling can be within you always, every day, all day long. When someone baits you or when you are baited, let's not even put it on that person. Just when you are baited, you feel anger rising up inside of you. You want to say something back. You want to show that you are the brightest, the smartest, the best, whatever. When you allow that moment to pass and you affirm the value of the person that you felt baited by, you can't blame that person for your life choices, for your behavior choices. But when you affirm that person and you make a comment, you know, you know, Albert, what you're saying has moment. I, I can agree with it. However, you know, for me, I prefer to see life this way, or I prefer to see the response to that question in these terms. And you take that volatile, putting someone down situation where you believe that you're being put in your place and you restructure that moment so that you are both okay. So that you both are sources of light. You are modeling love and you have taken the high road. And friends, I don't know anyone out there who hasn't felt better when they walked away. It's so much strength to walk away and not engage in acts of unloving behavior. And where did that come from? It came from our upbringing. Each and every one of us, for the most part, have been taught conditional love. We strive for some sort of perfect standard, and if we don't meet it, if we fall short of that standard, we judge ourselves as lacking, and we believe that God judges us as lacking also. And I'm here to tell you right now, life is a journey, and God sees us as the perfect examples of having survived that journey. And still being here together today, talking about being love, about being kind, about being generous. And yet how often do we find ourselves in rooms filled with naysayers? How often do we find ourselves inviting and I think I used this word last week, people to share the dirt how often do we revel in the failure of people instead of praying to lift them up so that they can become aware of the light within them? Not that we are judging them less than, 
but that we are going to treat them the way we would want to be treated if we were in that spot. And let me tell you, I don't know anyone who wouldn't want to be loved. Always. How do we teach conditional love? I'm not sure. I know I've done it too. I'm not sure. Good girls do this. Good boys do this. Good this, good this, good this. Until pretty soon people are striving. And instead of listening to that internal intuition that is working toward this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We pretty soon believe that our light has gone out. And that the only way we can reignite that light is to either engage in inordinately altruistic behavior where we give so much of ourselves away that we allow ourselves to become doormats rather than loving, valuable creatures. And we seek our definition in other places. For me, it's work. You know, I'm sure you have your spot. The best baker, the best pie baker, the best cake baker, the best sheep raiser, the best farmer, the best teacher, all these bests. In a world where if you're not recognized as a best, you suddenly feel as though you're less than. And I think that people are trying to inspire others to strive, but instead you feel a hole in yourself. What are people talking about in the room when they're choosing who's the best? They're talking about strengths and weaknesses. But so often they move away from the behavior and instead look at personalities. Well, this person's a little too kind to the kids. This person doesn't maintain, you know, complete uh, separation. We have stigmatized kindness. And we have minimized it by making it seem as though it's an easy thing to do. And we have a whole mass of people who are trying to show their light and who get judged less than. And the time has come to begin opening the wells of love, setting aside the conditions, and to embrace people as who they are and believe in their potential goodness. Everyone doesn't have to have reached the end zone in order to be able to reach the end zone. We compete in so many things and yet we tap down and discourage genuine goodness. We act as though that is an unusual set that should be the norm. Could you imagine these dialogues when you are looking for the best? If everyone looked at the best characteristics of the person involved, of all the persons involved, pretty soon it would be like little kids' soccer. Everyone gets the trophy because on some level, Everyone has been encouraged to be kind and loving and caring. And that is a world we can envision. That is a world where people know that they're enough and they don't have to strike out to be the brightest person in the room and dim the light of another. That being enough 
is perfect. So how do we do it? How do you do it? How do I do it? I suggest that when we are in situations where people are talking talking negatively about others, some people call it gossip, that we begin to sensitize ourselves by not joining the conversation, by reminding about the beauty in the person we're talking about, their good characteristics. Now, is that always going to work? Nah, it isn't. There are going to be some out there that will see that as a sign of weakness and they will seek to drive you into the ground. But you have to be more resilient than that. Because, my friends, when you are agents of change, when you are trying to switch a society from a focus on negative destruction, fear-driven behavior, to loving, caring, sensitive, kind behavior, when you are an agent of change in that regard, you are going to be threatening. And you have to be resilient You need to know you are enough and you need to carry with you the energy from this circle, the knowledge of the power of this circle. And you need to remember, you must remember that God is there with you. Do not allow yourself to be beat down, but instead... Continue to be the best person you can be. I think there's a contest here for the best quote. And I had thought about entering the contest a couple of weeks ago. I'm not going to enter the contest. But I do want to share with you I'm not going to enter the contest because we have too many contests. I've reached a place in my life where when I feel God with me, my eyes cry with joy at the exaltation I feel in my spirit. And I don't need personal recognition. I want others to feel what I feel. And to me, this quote, though, is marvelous. I still believe, in spite of everything, that people are good at heart. Anne Frank. I still believe, in spite of everything, that people are good at heart. Anne Frank. Oh, we need to become more egalitarian with our love. We need to break down the barriers within us that set standards for receiving our love and just give it. We need to create a society where there is generosity of spirit, where hearts break to see those without, where we sensitize ourselves to the needy among us and are open to being one with them. When we can envision all of mankind as a part of all of us. And as we create that vision, ask yourself, which part of this body are you not going to care for? 
And that, my friends, I would like to be the focus of our meditation as we meditate again. Which part of this body are you going to sacrifice? And we're going to use Randy Lee's Church Unwind for this. I selected Randy Lee's Church Unwind a long time ago for a friend who loves meditation music that is of this nature. So let's go with this. Randy Lee's Church Unwind. I'd like you to re-engage your hands if you've dropped them. I'd like you to begin breathing. And I'm going to have you breathe again for three minutes. That's not much time, my friends. When you feel like giving three minutes to God is too much. When your transient thoughts interfere, I would like you to have this mental image of washing yourself, laying out a prayer rug, and going and bowing to the east multiple times a day. I believe five. Oh. What a reflection of loving God with your heart, your mind, and your soul. Now we all, across all faiths, all doctrines, all philosophies, need to move to loving others as we love ourselves. Andy Lee's Church and Wine. Hearing this. I have a young man who is a jokester who comes to the chat room. I'm going to stop because I can't hear this. And let's go to. Uh, and I think he thinks that ridicule is the way to make himself enough. And so I'm sending him love. And I would like you all to join with me in doing that. I am not hearing this music at all, which is odd. So I'm trying to stop it because it's... Let's try something different. So I'm sending to... the young man, joy, peace, and happiness. And we're going to do Sea of Tranquility by Suspiria Electrica. going to stop that also because for whatever reason today my music is sounding really odd and maybe that's because we need to meditate without music for a while here we need to send the young man who comes to my chat room to make jokes and laugh let's send him love I did go listen to his show last week and, and I think he's got he's got talent So I send him good wishes for his program. I send him appreciation for taking time from his day to do the program. And especially, I thank him for coming back two weeks in a row. What a wonderful gift from him.
Let's try the dawn as our final piece here. Hopefully it will play. I would like for you to envision as we sit here together in this circle the love that we can share with others. Envision yourself as an agent of love. As my listener said, envision yourself making people laugh and be happy. yourself is more than you think of yourself as being. Yeah, that's right. Today we're just talking about you. You are enough. Feel the pulsating energy moving around this circle of love. Know that you are valued and you make a difference. one person at a time. There's no kind act more important or more deserving than another. Feel the light and feel the lightness of this union that we are making. As we move forth today, the agent of love, change agent, as we remember that all people are good at heart. My friends, my young listener was telling me that the the sound was coming through fine, and I apologize then that I monkeyed with your uh, meditation by switching songs and trying something different. Um, hopefully, I will get better at this. But I guess I think that we hear the song we're supposed to see. As I talk to you in the final words on your journey to peace, on your road to recognizing that you are a source of light and that together we all can change things. 
let me tell you that everything that happens is the way it's supposed to be. It's a stage that you have created to show your skills, your light. So model unconditional love. Model acceptance of the moment. Reject unloving behavior quietly, consciously, and do so most by showing that you are love. You are enough, my friend, just as you are. I am honored to have you listen to my show. And I encourage you today to manifest a day holding hands with God and being a source of light. You are enough. I'm going to play Sky Sent by Anil for the last few minutes here. As you listen, plot out your day of love. Namaste. Amen. Oh,